Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe you are doing well by God's grace. This week, I continue my interactions with the Bible characters by featuring Abraham, whom Christians often call the father of faith. The role of Abraham is played by Dr. Joel Gregory. Dr. Gregory is a professor of preaching and the holder of George W. Truett Endowed Chair in Preaching and Evangelism. And he's also the director of the Kyle Lake Center for Effective Preaching. Dr. Gregory is a longtime minister and a seasoned preacher who is considered by many as one of the most effective preachers in the United States. You can find out more about him when you visit joegregoryministries.org. In this first part of our conversation, we talk about Abraham's background and opportunities he had to be a blessing. Please listen to this one. Father Abraham, uh, yeah. thank, you very, thank you very much for joining me for Watch and Walk podcast. It's a delight to be here. All right, all right, sir. Um, let me just start with your life, uh, your bio, your background. Can you tell us a bit about um, yourself? Uh, who is Abraham? Um, your family, your tribe? Yeah. Just tell us, uh, help uh, my audience know a, a bit about who Abraham is. Well, I'm going to do the best I can. Of course, you understand I'm 4,000 years old now. And yep. my, my earlier memories are fading a bit. But my family was in Mesopotamia. That's what you call it. Uh, we didn't call it Mesopotamia because we didn't know we were in We didn't use that word. But there were the rivers, the Tigris and Euphrates. My family went way back uh, in Ur. Now, Ur, some of the people called it the Chaldees. Uh, Ur was where my father Terah was. And he was really a wealthy man. And as his eldest son, I inherited a good deal of that. But you may remember we had some sadness. My, my brother Haran passed away. We had to bury him. In fact, we named the place where we buried him, Haran. Mm. And we were all a bunch of moon worshipers. Uh, at that time, the moon goddess was our principal goddess, and we went to the moon goddess assembly, sacrificed to her for generations. We'd worship Nanar, the moon goddess, because out there at night, you didn't have any TV like you have today, so all we did was go out and look at the sky <laughs> at night. We, we didn't want anything to do. I mean, it, you don't know what dark is. Uh, it, it was dark. No street, none of the stuff you have today. So we looked up a lot, and the moon governed the night like the sun governed the day. So we were all moon goddess worshipers until this god I'd never heard of spoke to me and said, get up and get out. Hmm. All right. That, that's great. Now, you talk about a God who spoke to you and said that, get out. And that is actually my next uh, issue I want to just look at. Uh, tell us a bit about your calling. Uh, how well, God called you and, uh, yes. Well, as part of my family, Tara, my father, uh, wanted to go and I went with him. 
So we headed out of the country and he was really covering me. Uh, and uh, like I said, my brother Khan died. We buried him, named the place for him. Somewhere in that journey, this God I'd never spoken of spoke to me. And you have to understand, we didn't have a Bible. You people have Bible now. We yes. have a Bible. We are really privileged. We didn't, I didn't know what a Bible was. Mm-hmm. You know, you all read about me in Genesis, Hebrews 11. I didn't have any of that. All I got was a voice out of the blue. Hmm. I'm not sure yet whether it was a dream or a vision, but uh, this voice said to get up and go to a land that they would show me. And it made big promises to me. It sounded incredible that through my offspring, all the Gentile nations were going to be blessed. All the people that you call Gentiles would be blessed. And that voice told me to get up and go without knowing where. Gave me an incredible promise that I'd have a son when I was an old man. In fact, Sarah just laughed about that when she heard it. Hmm. And that I would have a land and a son and numerous offspring. I'd never heard a voice like that in my life when I was a moon worshiper. Wow. Okay. Uh, now let me let me just chip in this um, question. It's more of relationship with what happened to you. I mean, it's relationship with those of us who are alive today. Uh, based on the way God called you, can you tell us a bit about the calling of the Lord, especially those of us who follow the Lord Jesus? You know, no, we are privileged. We, we talk about calling in many ways, but based on how God called you, can you just give us some words, uh, some advice, some ideas to think about when we, we, we consider the calling of the Lord. Sure. And I know about Jesus. In fact, he said before Abraham was, I and, uh, you know, the world I live in, the celestial world, he left it, came back as Lord. Uh, but, uh, you know, the call of God uh, that came to me was a covenant, really. Hmm. This God liked to make covenants, you know. In fact, the Hebrew word, it is akin to Mesopotamian word, a covenant. And I wasn't between equals at all. It was a covenant from a superior to an inferior. But he said he was a covenant-keeping God. And basically, the similar thing of everybody who did, who does today what I did then was a willingness to believe in the covenant. Now you have a new covenant in Jesus, my descendant humanly, a new covenant. There's a covenant keeping God. But I think similar to what happened to me when he speaks, he wants you to go without knowing where, Hmm. to wait on him without knowing when, and to believe him without knowing how. Oh. See, uh, I, I had to go and I didn't know where I was going. I had to wait because he made this promise I'd have a son. I had to wait 25 years. Hmm. And I had to believe he was going to do it, even though I didn't know how to do it. I was old. Sarah was old. We were way past having any children. She thought the whole thing was ridiculous Hmm. uh, and laughed about it. But then after 25 years, we had Isaac. It's quite a story. Wow quite a story now when, since you talked about cover, uh, covenants let me just say there a bit uh we we have what we call the new covenant and you just talked about covenants 
uh, between the superior and the one um, uh, lower one. And what would you say is the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant? And how would your covenant, I'm just understanding your covenant, help us today grasp and comprehend what we have with Christ? Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question. And you know, my descendant, I have a famous descendant named Paul, Saul of Tarsus. Hmm. Paul, I didn't know he's one of my descendants. Okay. Many times okay. removed. All the Jews are my descendants. Isn't that okay. amazing? You know, my my grandson Jacob, he had 12 sons. They all had sons and daughters. So Paul's a descendant of mine. He talked about covenant. You remember, he's the first person He's the first person who noted this outside of Genesis. I believed God, and it was counted to me as righteousness. Hmm. He wrote that long time after I did it. I, I did it. I believed the promise of God, and that that was written down, counted for me as being right with God. Now, uh, that chapter that talks about me over in Hebrew. Hebrews 11, where I show up in 8 through 12, verses 8 through 12, it begins as faith is the seventh thing over heaven's thing not seen. And it says, if you have faith, you must believe that God is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hmm. Now, in my old covenant, since I believed what he promised to me about a land and a son, he wrote down that made me righteous even hmm. though I was anything other than righteous. If you know my whole story, a lot of it was just a mess. Oh, but he wrote yeah. down, I was righteous. Now, that new covenant in the blood of my great, 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 many times great grandson on the human side, Jesus of Nazareth, was a covenant to believe in his shed blood for the remission of sins. I believed what God said about a land in the sun. And he wrote that down as righteousness. Now, in the fullness of time, 2,000 years after I lived, and 4,000 years uh, ago was when I lived, 2,000 years since that, you people who are Christians today believe in that new covenant. And that's the only way any of us got into heaven. Hmm. Hmm. I, look, I look toward it. You look back to it. Oh, okay. Okay, you look you look forward and we look backwards, right? Yeah, I look forward to the new covenant. Hmm. You look back to it. See, I had a hint. I didn't know for sure, hmm. but I knew there was a coming somebody, you know, through whom all the nations would be blessed. You know, and just like he said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. Hmm. Made all the religious leaders mad when he said it, but I know what he meant. I, I didn't know what his name was. I knew he was coming. Hmm. You knew the promised one was coming. Great, yeah. great there. Well, I trust you were blessed by the first part of my interaction with Abraham. God willing, next week, I will share with you the second part of my conversation with him. Until then, may God bless your reflection on this one in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org 
to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.